0: Grain-maker. Hey! Hey! Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. The holiday season is here. We are in the thick of it. Um, I hope you've got your shopping done, uh, that you're able to enjoy the next few days. I know I had to do a quick stop at the mall today. It was just to do a return, but I was in and out of there like the flash. I went first thing in the morning, boom, got it done, because I know later on it'll be like a scene right out of Jingle all the way. That comes up later in the podcast too, but I want no parts of the... Busy stores the the hustle and bustle. I'm good. I ordered most of my gifts online and I'm quite content with that But this is actually a very busy week and I know you're like Blair. Yeah, it's it's Christmas coming up but before Christmas December 22nd to be exact top talent wrestling out in Alberta is having an absolute banger of the card um, one of the matches is actually Masha Slamovich against my guest this week, Ava Lawless. So Ava joins me. We talk about that match. We talk about another a huge match for her coming up in the new year against NWA women's champion, Camille. That's for Big Vision Wrestling out in Alberta, their first show. So they're doing some great things too. What a time to be a wrestling fan out in Alberta. The the scene out there is just on fire. I, like I, I know it's one of those things I always say, but... You you just see the the quality of some of those cards and it is it's commendable. So huge props to everyone out there just busting their ass and really really putting Alberta on the map for wrestling. It's it's always been on the map, but they're really uh, really doing a number out there. So huge props out there. But so. Yeah, this week, like I said, Ava Lawless joins me. We talk about those matches. We talk about the huge match she had back in her hometown of Ottawa earlier this year. Dipping down, wrestling for Defy, a few big matches there. Just the overall experience, what it was like. And just, we talk about wrestling in general. So, without further ado on the Maker Wrestling Podcast, Ava Lawless. So, you're known as the Hellion. And I have to ask, growing up, how much of a troublemaker were you actually?
1: No, like I don't necessarily think I was like an extreme troublemaker in the sense of like hanging out with the wrong people and whatnot you know like in high school I was hanging out kind of with the stoners and the metalheads and we skipped a lot of class you know we made a lot of excuses not to go in Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of my time in high school was probably like ditching class and just hanging out with I guess the so-called bad kids but I guess when it came to being at home, I was always racing to like catch that phone call where the school would be like, your daughter, Ava (laughs) Lullis was absent, (laughs) you know? Um, but I think I was a pretty straight laced kid. I think Mm -hmm. my parents were pretty fortunate (laughs) in that, in that regard.
0: (laughs) So you weren't stealing cars or nothing like that at 15 years old.
1: No, I maybe had some friends who were up to no good, but I was pretty (laughs) like, I honestly just spent all my time going to concerts and like picking up albums and hiding away in my room. So I wish I could say that I was just a, uh, you know total rambunctious teen but i wasn't <laughs> it,
0: it's funny how as a teenager like going to buy like a cd or something like is just the best thing in the world like i remember leaving high school to go to like future shop to buy cds at lunch break and it was the greatest so
1: oh yeah well i mean at least you went on your lunch hour i definitely skipped classes to go pick <laughs> up new albums yeah so i got um, in trouble a few times
0: See, I, I got in trouble when, like, I forged a note, but I kept it in my pants, and then, like, my parents went through my laundry and found it. And they're like, oh, so you forged a note. It's great. Um, I, I, now, I always like to ask where your love for wrestling first started. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. So... My love for wrestling started with my family. Um, my family immigrated from Italy way back when, I don't know the exact date, but, um, my Nona and my father and my uncle would all get together in my Nona's basement and they would all just like watch wrestling together. So naturally the kids started getting involved in watching it. And it took me a little longer than like my siblings to really get into wrestling, but, um, Eventually, once I did, I was hooked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, sure enough, now I'm like the biggest wrestling fan out of all (laughs) And I guess I became a wrestler. So Mm -hmm. that's a testament to my love for it. But um, yeah, and then over time, like my brother and I, we would at the video game, wrestle each other. You know, he would make me tap to the walls of Jericho. And, you know, (laughs) I like to joke that he was my first opponent ever. (laughs) A lot of squash matches, though. (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah I guess it it um it all started in my in my grandmother's basement
0: it's uh, I'm always amazed that just the uh the connection that people have with their grandparents and wrestling I think that holds true to a lot of us that that's one of the the things that we we were able to share with them growing up
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I have this theory I could be wrong I might be pulling it out of my butt, but um, I have this theory that because my Nona couldn't speak English, wrestling is one of those things where she didn't really need, like she didn't really see a language barrier because you could watch it and you could tell who's good and who's bad based Mm -hmm. off of facial expressions, based off of actions, um, moves, you know, lying, cheating, stealing, you know um so I feel like she was able to understand the story without having it be like spoon-fed to her Mm -hmm. um so I think it was just something that she probably watched when she was over in Italy but then was able to kind of digest better once she got to Canada and then her kids started watching and her grandkids started watching (laughs) I don't know if her great-grandkids are but hopefully they're watching me
0: (laughs) (laughs) you you've never seen a hatred like a grandparent of like Showing their disdain for a heel in wrestling because yeah. let oh. me tell you, it is right? something
1: else. Yeah, so just 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 throw tomatoes, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you remember around like the time frame like that you were watching?
1: Yeah, I was quite young. It was like Attitude Era. Um, I don't. I think, you know, it was real to me, <laughs> uh, you know, and Stone Cold was taking a chair to Matt Hardy. I thought Matt Hardy was dying. So. <laughs> um, my brother was a bit older, so he was more of the, like, fan base they were probably trying to tap into. You know, he was the one going to school, doing the suck it and getting, you know, <laughs> grounded yeah. for it, um, where I was just coming up. So I don't think I fully fully understood you know puppies and things like that (laughs) um but that is when I started watching
0: did you guys get to go to shows as a family together
1: oh yeah my dad bought us tickets all the time every time WWE was in town or WWF I guess at the time um there was one time when I was like I was quite little and we got floor seats and I was able to see like Kane up close in person, and it was the most terrifying thing ever, but also <laughs> very cool. And um, there was another, there was a Monday Night Raw where I I've told this story before, but I would like I stole my stepmom's pantyhose and I cut them up and I wore them like I was Jeff Hardy. Um, so yeah, I was very fortunate that my family they loved wrestling, but they also like catered to my love for wrestling, something that we experienced as a family together like it was an outing for all of us not just so yeah
0: I think that's really something special when like everyone and everyone going is like you know a fan of it and has a love for wrestling It, it makes the 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 events and the evenings like just mean so much more than if it was like oh yeah so and so likes it so we're all gonna go just for that you know Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was like a, a mutual, a mutual love that we all had. And my brother still kind of keeps up with it a little bit. Um, and he'll message me every now and then his little comments <laughs> on stuff. And I think um my grandmother probably dropped off a little bit. You know, she's a hundred and two, probably you know, she probably had a, a lifetime of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, my dad watched it, uh, as long as possible until he passed away. So I think it's just something that has just been ingrained in all of us and whether we've dropped off or whether we still watch, it's, you know, something we all hold very dear and it feels very personal for my family.
0: Uh, at what point was it that you thought that you could actually be, get into wrestling?
1: Um, I think I did dreamt of Lita, you know I was Mm. like these women are so badass um if they can do it I could do it but um you know you grow up you start having different interests you know and it didn't it didn't feel tangible especially in Canada it didn't feel tangible like wrestling school who has a wrestling school and like even back then I like I think Lance was maybe just starting his school um but it just kind of seemed unattainable. So I didn't really chase it. Um, And then I had a really you know, bad day in my customer service job back when I was younger. And I was like, holy crap, if I don't start chasing the dreams that I have, I'm gonna be stuck in an endless cycle of this type of negativity. So um I looked up you know, like wrestling uh, camps and schools nearby and the rest is history. Here I am.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, you really got into wrestling just a few years ago, correct?
1: Yeah. I've been, yeah. Like technically my my first match is like, my first match was in 2019, but then COVID happened. Yeah. So uh, like I lost basically two years. So it's a really, it's a, it's hard to kind of gauge how long I've been wrestling because my first match was in 2019 and still training as much as I could, but then like I wasn't consistently wrestling either. So it's,
0: very muddled waters. Well, when you first went into training, what was your overall experience like there? You know, cause you grew up in Ottawa, correct?
1: Yeah. I grew up in Ottawa and then I moved out to Calgary. Um, I did all my wrestling training out here in Alberta. Um, mm-hmm. I think like for me, it was, it was like, I remember like in high school when you would do those, like tests that were like you should be an actor or you should be a veterinarian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what I got on mine, but I remember being jealous of people who knew exactly what they wanted to do. Like they were like, I'm going to graduate and become an accountant or I'm going to become like a scientist or whatever. Right. And I was just like, God, how do you, how do you know that you love something that much when you're like 18 and mm-hmm. you want to do that, that, one thing for the rest of your life. Like I could never end it. And then, um, once I started bumping, once I started rolling, and like the theatrics and everything, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is this is what that feeling is." Mm-hmm. It's like that passion cannot even be measured. You know, it's something that's so fulfilling that um, only you could truly, truly understand. You know, and I look back on like young Ava, and I'm like, "This is what you wanted, and it's everything you thought it would be. Like it's just as cool as you thought it'd be. It's just as fun." Um, and it's just as badass
0: it's it, it's really a testament to when you can actually do something that you love as a career and like be so happy and proud that you you know get to experience it and share it with people it's it's got to be an a, immense feeling,
1: yeah there's um I always try to remind myself of that, you know, despite anything else that's going on in my life um it's the reaction from the people that I hold most dear to myself and I think I didn't anticipate having so many like fans who are young girls, but somehow that has happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, that is probably the number one most rewarding thing about this for me, because, you know, I like I said, I grew up and I was watching Lita and I was watching China and I was watching Ivory. And, you know, I was like, these women are amazing. And I wish I wish I was just a little bit as cool as they are. Are. Mm-hmm. and now I have these little girls coming up to me being like I love your hair you're so cool Blah blah. blah. and I'm just like oh my god <laughs> you are little me this mm-hmm. is this is so bizarre because when I got into it I didn't get into it being like oh I could be like a role model for little girls I got into it because I loved it and I wanted to do it but now that that's one of the reactions I'm getting and it's one of the most like popular reactions I'm getting I'm like oh my God, there's a whole other layer to this that's so much more rewarding than just my own dreams.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So that has to be um, the thing that has brought me the most happiness in all of this.
0: That's incredible. I mean, uh, you see it like I love going to a show and you see the kids and just how into it they are, because this is, you know, the larger than life characters right in front of their eyes. And it's an experience that they'll hold on for the rest of their lives, no matter what they get into, you know? So that's a huge thing. So I I, I'm always impressed when I see stuff like that.
1: Oh, I know it just warms my cold little heart. No, <laughs> I don't have a cold heart, but like, uh, there was one time when I came out, I was in like a small town in Alberta and I was the RCW women's champion. And when I was going to the ring, I took off the belt and I looked at this little girl and I was like, I need you to hold on to this for me. Okay. Like, can I trust you to hold on to this for me? And she was like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and like, so I gave her it. And then I heard her friend next to her and go, wow, you're so lucky. And I was just like, I barely had to do anything. I just had to ask her to hold my belt. And like, you know, that probably made her, her, her night. Like she's probably bragging about it at school, you know? For sure. Yeah. That that's just the best.
0: You had mentioned COVID. And I mean, like we're a few years past the everything getting shut down, but like when it came to wrestling, it really put everything on hold for a lot of people. And I mean, you, you had mentioned that yourself. So How difficult was that for you? You're getting into it and then all of a sudden your career just gets put on pause.
1: Um, It was a bit of a catch 22 because on one hand, um, it really gave me the time to work on myself, to train when I could, to really study uh, wrestlers and matches. Um, And, you know, when you're just a student, you don't, you don't fully understand what it's like to be on a live show, what it's like to wrestle in front of um, tons of people or to work with different opponents. And so I think I was almost naive, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm just going to keep training, and keep watching, and everything's great. And then once I got on live shows, I feel like that's when I really started to learn. And that's when I really started to understand like what it took to do this. Um, because there's all the stuff that's not wrestling, right? There's like the ring crew, there's the travel, there's like... Nights where you're not sleeping at all. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it was a catch-22. Um, it was a blessing because it got to train. And then I it was a curse because it took two years from what, what could have been in mm-hmm. the ring.
0: And, I mean, you had mentioned RCW. And RCW is a, a promotion that does, you know, the three shows in a row throughout Alberta. So, you know, you're going from, you know, Calgary to Edmonton to wherever, you know, Red Deer okotoks i think maybe yes. is alberta <laughs> you know but uh it's Small like towns i've never heard of yet. yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's you know it's more than just you know like it's not like there's a ring there already you guys are packing up and making the trek to the next town right away so it does take a toll on you
1: yeah and especially when you're juggling everything else in your life right like you're juggling your other jobs you're juggling your relationships you're juggling your chores like i like, can't even tell you how I- aggravating laundry gets to me (laughs) because i'm like how did this pile become so goes to wrestling Mm -hmm. um so yeah you it's a it's a strain on basically everything and i think you have to love it so deeply to commit to it the way that this schedule at least permits and that's just a that's just indie wrestling so i can't even speak to what it's like in the big leagues you know
0: Uh, heading into your first match let's talk a little bit about that just your feelings going into it and just the the experience as a whole for yourself
1: yeah um I wasn't on the card but I did the old indie trick of showing up with your bag and getting booked so (laughs) (laughs) um I think because I did it that way I didn't it didn't really like allow me to be as nervous as I probably would have been if it was like announced and like Hmm. out there you know um So I think it was like fine. Like, I think I went into it like, okay, whatever, you know. Um, Or I guess like my first one was a rumble in 2019 for clandestine. I was a nervous wreck then. Absolutely 110% nervous. (laughs) I was announced. So I was nervous. Um, I had a small part. um, But like all my friends came out for it. It's intoxicating when I came. Like that, versus Ava Lawless and um, some, um, I was booked. (laughs) Um, but it's funny because looking back, like, it's crazy how much you grow even from like two weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. when I look back at that, Ava, I think it was a five way, I can't remember if it was five, but, um, you know, my music played and I just like walked right out and I went and stood in the ring. Like, (laughs) I didn't connect with the crowd, I didn't pose, I didn't do anything. I was just like, I'm here, I'm ready, bye. (laughs) just Um, (laughs) just a one
0: track mind get in the ring and that's it.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I'm in the ring. Okay. I'm (laughs) leaving. (laughs) So, um, I would say, yeah, we're definitely different people, but it's, it's also rewarding to look back and be like, Oh, I'm, I'm not that person anymore. And I am growing and I am changing and that's the only way I'll get better. So, um, you know, she did what she could for a five-way that she wasn't announced for. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild ride ever since.
0: Uh, I mean, right now, like uh, I've talked about it before, and the, the scene out in Western Canada is just, it's something else with the amount of incredible wrestlers coming through and just the, the shows that are being put on. It seems like every weekend there is just, from top to bottom, an absolute banger of a card.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling. I feel like, look, like, I don't know for sure just how busy the scene was before because i was training before covid and i went to shows as a fan Mm -hmm. um but i feel like now like covid probably lit a fire under everyone's butt because -hmm. it's like okay we lost two years we have to make up for what we lost um we have to show that there's an audience for this because there is an audience out here for wrestling um and we just have to make sure that we get ourselves out there so i think yeah wrestling is booming in canada and i don't even think just western like there's so much going on in ontario and stuff right now mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god i didn't even know of half of these companies and like like you said i'm from ottawa right so i was like oh i think i knew of three of these but now there's like seven of them mm-hmm. so uh, um and it kind of just inspired people <laughs> <laughs> um
0: you, you had mentioned Ottawa and I know, well, I should say that I, I, I do back. focus predominantly on Western Canada. And if I try to do all of Canada, I would not be able to con- contain it all. But there is, I know Ontario does have a <laughs> booming scene and you made your debut back in Ottawa this past year, correct? Yes,
1: now, uh, for
0: C4. Yeah. What was that experience like? Because you've had to be wrestling in front of friends and family for the first time.
1: Yeah, so I've been very fortunate to wrestle in front of some of my friends and family out here in Alberta, which has been wonderful, but my love for wrestling began in Ontario. It began in Ottawa. Um it began in my nona's basement. Mm-hmm. And um those people knew the Ava that was wearing the pantyhose on her arms, you know? Mm-hmm. Um they knew the Ava that collected all the Hardy Boys action figures and like made signs and stuff. So um, I was really, really fortunate that C4 wanted to have me. I was really fortunate that they put me on their card. Um, and they gave me an amazing match. Like I wrestled with like uh, uh, Jody, Trisha Dora and Janae Kai. And like, wow, they were all, they're all so talented. Um, but I, I'd be lying to you if I said that, like, I felt fine because I was really emotional. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I think seeing all the people that came out in support of me and seeing like how much they loved me and how much they wanted to be there for me, um, really put into perspective, the impact I've had on people's lives and the impact they've had on mine too. And, um, it just felt like weirdly, like full circle, even though I'm still quite new to this, it was something that I always knew I wanted to do. Like I got into this industry saying like, there was two companies that, I really really want to get into as a wrestler because I loved them as a fan and that's c4 and defy Mm
0: -hmm. and I was
1: able to check those off and so when I showed up to c4 and I came through that curtain I was like don't cry (laughs) don't cry (laughs) cry later (laughs) um so yeah it was such a wonderful opportunity
0: well you mentioned defy and I mean you had two matches down there correct with vert vixen and killer kelly yeah um I watched the killer kelly match earlier today I was trying to track it down and then i found okay defy has their shows up for streaming on their site so I, i watched that and just a fantastic match i mean there were some stiff shots throughout all of it and i mean some of the counters you had were fantastic
1: oh thank you so much um i loved working with her and she was like a really fun person too so i think um clicking inside and outside of the ring was was awesome and um like once i i worked vert i was so ecstatic to even be there. Um, but when they, when they messaged me again, they were like, Hey, we want to bring you back out. And I was like, time and place. I'm there, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, they're like, yeah, we want you to face killer Kelly. I was like, you don't even have to ask. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I am 110% game. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. Like both of my times there have been so rewarding for me and, um, you know, I showed up and they didn't know who I was and that's okay because Canada is very different from the States. And, um, I remember when I walked through the curtain they were just like, okay, like, who's this girl, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, oh man, like I've stood here before, but I was up on the balcony looking down, you know, I was watching as a fan when I used to come to defy shows. And now I'm standing on the ring, looking out at the same place I used to (laughs) watch from. And I was like, this is this is giving me goosebumps even talking about it right now, and um, it's so funny because when they announced I was from Calgary, I heard the crowd go, "Oh!" Like, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Thank God, Brett! Thank you for giving me that," because <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect anyone to know Calgary, but Brett, you put put us on the map.
0: <laughs> you know, it was uh, one of those things where, like, I was watching and then you know the crowd they they acknowledged you when you came out but you fully got them behind you as the match went on like where they were cheering you more than killer kelly and i was like this is solid this is awesome
1: yeah that happened in my match with vert too we had like really good dueling chance which i love a dueling chant in wrestling like i mm-hmm. love when the crowd can't make up their mind on who to win because then then it's a surprise no matter what right mm-hmm. and uh even in yeah even in the kelly match i was like are they cheering for me or in like the vert match like people didn't know me so people were yelling like let's go orange hair and I was like you got it
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it
1: yeah and um that was really shocking to me because like you know Killer Kelly has done so much um she's so talented and I know going toe to toe with her I was like all right like I don't expect anybody to really think like let's go Ava here you know Mm -hmm. um but when I was like in the ring and I could hear them you probably saw there was one part in the match where I actually just got so fired up because they were going for me and I was like yeah this is my shit like Mm -hmm. let's go (laughs) um so yeah that was so cool
0: I think what you can really tell when it comes to, you know, storytelling and the way a match is laid out is when you have, like, you know, yourself against Killer Kelly and then the crowd fully gets behind you and, you know, wants you to win instead of just expecting, you know, like, oh, Kelly's just going to steamroll her, you know, like, they were like, no, 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 like, we're showing our support, we're getting behind you because we think you can win. So I think that is a testament to the storytelling.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we even surprised ourselves. Cause when we got there and we saw like how much time we had, it was like 20 minutes or something. And we were both like, Oh, like, all right. Cause like, I think I went into it with the same idea. It's like, okay, like, you know, I'm facing killer Kelly, going to let her do her stuff and then I'll leave, you know? And yeah. then it was like, no, like we want like a genuine match between you two. And like, um, it ended up being such a great opportunity for me. And, um, I think it was like her first indie show back since she took time off as well. And I, I felt really honored that I got to be that person for her. Um, so yeah, it ended up being such a rewarding experience. I'm using that word a lot in this, which <laughs> which is like totally fine because it's making me realize just how thankful I should be for things, you know? So mm-hmm. um, yeah.
0: Are there any match- other matches that you've been a part of that really stand out to yourself?
1: I would definitely say my mom with, would- uh, tie out at RCW was like yeah that was really a huge moment for me and it was definitely like a am I ready for this like do people want to see this and I remember like it ended up being like oh this is so unfortunate but it ended up being during the Battle of Alberta so Edmonton versus Calgary for mm-hmm. hockey and um we still managed to pack that place even though edmonton versus calgary was happening at the saddle dome like 10 minutes away <laughs> mm-hmm. um so that i guess it was really a moment for me where it was like okay like you've earned this people will see this like go out and show them what you got and it ended up being so much fun and the crowd was into it and i think um i think it was just like a pinch me moment mm-hmm. um so i definitely say that that is one of the matches i look back on and i'm I'm forever like grateful for.
0: Mm -hmm. I know uh, coming up and well, by the time this airs, it'll be a few short days away. You'll have a match against Masha Slamovich for top talent wrestling. Um, Before I ask you about the match with her, I mean, top talent has really been doing some great things out in Alberta. What's it like being a part of that and just what you guys are providing to the fans? Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the production level of top talent is like, are none i think even just stepping into that venue you're like okay this is like the real deal this feels like something big it feels like something special and i think that's definitely the experience like top talent wants the crowd to have as well Mm -hmm. um and i think when you're surrounded by that kind of energy or a stage like that it makes you want to perform better you know it makes you want to really show up and do your very best and um yeah, I think top talent is just offering something so unique and so fun. Um, and those shows are always like a bit nerve wracking because, uh, you know, I'm usually working somebody I've, I've never met before and we're laying it all on the line. Um, but they're also so much fun. And um, it's just so nice to have my name on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> I can get used to that. <laughs>
0: Well, the match with Masha, I mean, that's got banger written all over it. I mean, because she's one of the top, I mean, women wrestlers out there right now. And I mean, the two you together, I can only imagine the fantastic match you guys will have.
1: Yeah, you can only imagine how much of a slugfest that <laughs> was going to be. Hey, <laughs> after watching that uh, Killer Kelly match, you're probably like, okay, there's going to be a lot of fists. Oh, thrown in there's the-
0: going to be some <laughs> stiff shots in this match.
1: Yeah. Um, she's been like at the top of my list for a while now, just because I feel like we're similar, maybe in demeanor. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's so talented and she's doing so much. I'm just like, break me off a piece of that, you know, Mm (laughs) um, that is like one match that I'm very, very nervous for, but I'm very, very excited as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how we are going to top Santa Claus versus the Grinch.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: But we will definitely, <laughs> definitely try. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, Santa Claus and the Grinch, that could be a five-star classic right there, especially during the holidays. So who knows?
1: Yeah. Match of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the match of the year. It's, you know, like Young Bucks and, you know, whoever, and then Santa Claus and Grinch right up there.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're, they're taking the cake on that one.
0: <laughs> um. I know in 2023 you're starting things off as well, like the new year and it's going to be a bang with a big vision and your match against Camille for the NWA women's championship. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. uh, This is just, uh, this interview is making me be very like flustered because I'm like, wow, I've like, I'm so, I'm so lucky to have all the opportunities that I have so far, you know, I'm still so new to this that some, like I said, sometimes I need to pinch myself. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm especially looking forward to that because I feel like stature wise, her and I are very different. So we mm-hmm. could tell a very different story. I'm very short <laughs> <laughs> um, and she is tall. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I don't wrestle like very tall women a lot. So I'm very interested to see how that plays out and like what kind of story we could tell. Um, it's also just bizarre that I'm challenging for the NWA Women's Championship.
0: <laughs> like that's that's awesome. That's <laughs>
1: um, and I'm really excited for that. I think that show is gonna be really awesome. And it's gonna offer something very different for Calgary. So I'm I'm really looking forward to Big Vision Wrestling.
0: Nice. Uh I got a few more for you, then I'll let you go enjoy your uh Monday evening. <laughs> um, it's all good. <laughs> with 2022 wrapping up, I mean. 2023 is just a few weeks away do you have any sort of resolutions or anything you really want to will into the universe for yourself and your career
1: yeah if I want to manifest something yes Um, this
0: is the manifest period of the podcast
1: (laughs) um honestly for the year I've had I feel like it's so hard to top that so I think the only thing that can truly manifest um and still be grateful for is I would love to have the year that I just had and maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to be too greedy. You know, I'm very fortunate for everything that I've had up until this point. And I think that if I could just keep this momentum going, then I'll, I'll be happy because I'm happy right now. Um, But you know, you, you, you want to get a little bit further. You want to see where the road takes you. And I'm really excited to see uh, what the road has in store for me. I for sure have goals, but sometimes I wonder if like they're better if I keep them inside. <laughs> Cause I always get scared if I say what a goal is that like, if it doesn't happen, I'll be even more disappointed. Cause I put yeah. it out there. So, um, I'll, I'll definitely say that I'm thankful for the year that I've had. And if I have another year just like this, then I'll be, um, happy as a clam. Is that the saying? Yeah. I think that's <laughs> I <laughs> Happy of the Clam. <laughs> We're making it one, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> um, non-wrestling related, I know you're a big movie fan. Yeah. Um, how good was Violent Night?
1: Oh, my God. I loved it. Yeah. I've been telling basically everybody. Have you seen it?
0: I haven't. I've seen the previews for it, but uh, I rarely make it out to the theaters. The last one I saw was the Black Panther, the second one. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that, that was just released. Yeah. Um, But if like, honestly, you have to see this in theaters, because one of the best parts about it, like wrestling was sharing that experience with the fans. So like, like the fans in wrestling, but the people who go to the movies. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like with the audience. So um, like laughing all at the same things. And there were some things where like, I was like, losing it, but nobody else was. But because I was laughing, other people started laughing. Like, it's just it was just such a movie that you have to experience with other people. It's like rated R Home Alone for violence, you know? Yeah. So it's like an an adult Home Alone, I guess. <laughs> uh,
0: going to the Christmas season, do you have any must-watch holiday movies that you have to see every year?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I... I always watch two movies every year. So I always watch Jingle All the Way because it's like my favorite Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think it's so ridiculous and so fun. And I've always wanted a Turbo Man action figure. Um, And I always watch Black Christmas. So I do like the family happy one. Then I do the horror one. Um, I think, yeah, the one that I watch is the one made in the 70s. Yes. Um, Sorry, my cat is just doing parkour behind me right now. So you can probably hear that, but, um, yeah, the one made in the seventies, uh, it's just so terrifying. And, um, I always try to make room for that every Christmas because I don't know, you need, you need to have traditions, right? Mm -hmm.
0: I I remember hearing about that, like a band I used to love. um, That was a movie that they always talked about. So uh, this was years back trying to track it down and finally Mm -hmm. seeing it. And I I loved it when I first saw it. I know they remade it, but the remakes are never usually as good. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I saw the remake of it. It was, it was whatever. It was fine, I guess. But yeah, the, the classic one is definitely terrifying. Like Mm -hmm. it's very scary.
0: (laughs) Are you, you're a big horror fan yourself?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: so then Halloween was just like perfect for you then the time I mean, of like, year, the, like time of year not oh the, not
1: the, not the year. I was gonna say do you mean the last movie because no
0: <laughs> I heard I heard it was bad so
1: it was quite bad yeah, I love Halloween season. it's really funny because I think people anticipate that I'm like I'm very Halloween over Christmas but I actually love both seasons probably on the same level mm-hmm. um i love halloween because leading into it i love fall and and i feel like all about we're feeling Halloween the same way that december feels i always try to watch a bunch of horror movies during october and i always try to listen to a lot of christmas music during um december which is funny because like a lot of people hate it but i love christmas music i love christmas classic songs so do you classic a, Christmas songs. Do you have
0: a favorite Christmas song?
1: Um I'm definitely partial to walking in a winter wonderland.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm a jingle bell rock kind of yeah. guy. Whenever I hear that, I'm just like I just sing along to it, go all out. So
1: there um, you go. <laughs>
0: Last one I got for you is uh, I like to ask everyone for a match recommendation. One Mm. that you're a fan of that you think the listener should go check out, whether it's, you know, a match on the WWE network or on YouTube or anywhere.
1: Um, I feel like when I get this question, I always say like the like attitude era TLCs or like Brett versus Austin. Um, but if people have already seen those, which I'm sure a lot of people have because they're classics, Mm -hmm. um, I really love the um, the Mike Awesome and Tanaka feud. Uh, they you know did a bunch in Japan, and then uh, they took it to ECW. And I feel like those matches have a lot of rewatchability. Is that a word? Rewatchability? Okay. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Um, I love going back to watch them. I love how agile Mike Awesome is. Um, they just tear into each other. It, it feels so competitive, um, and I find like if I'm on the treadmill or if I'm bored at home, like those are usually the matches that I key to because I just found them really entertaining. So yeah, that, that feud, you can't go wrong. You can pick any match and you can say that Ava recommended it because they had banger after banger. <laughs> so I re my-
0: I rewatched the one from One Night Stand 2005 and I forgot just how good that match was.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they are... Yeah, their matches together were such gems and uh I remember actually when I found them I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, that 100%. That's my recommendation for everyone, especially Mike Awesome. I love that guy. Oh, he's he was the best.
0: Yeah. Um for those listening yeah. if they're not already following you on social media, where can they find you?
1: uh so social media for instagram and uh twitter it is lawless ava uh pretty much everything is lawless ava just try to keep it easy for people you know um and then pro wrestling tees is ava lawless um and that's really it
0: uh i know we mentioned the top talent show and the big vision show do you have any other dates lined up that you uh want to plug
1: um, I can't remember them off the top of my head. So those are the two ones that you should definitely be paying attention to though. <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs>
0: Ava, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. This was so much fun.
0: Thank you so much to Ava Lawless for joining me on the Grain maker wrestling podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm feeling like there's going to be a big, big things for her in 2023. So, uh, keep your eyes peeled, show some support, follow her on social media, grab a shirt. And uh yeah, thanks so much to her. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time, I will always say it. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod, uh email grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast up on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram, and up on all podcast streaming platforms. I also got t-shirts available, 25 bucks a piece. You will look very fashionable and you'll be uh, supporting the podcast. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. Hope you have a great holidays. We'll talk soon.